welcome to episode 93 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. And this week we are going to be talking about one of our favorite Disney destinations, Disney Cruise Line. Yay! But we're not actually going to be talking about the fun parts of Disney Cruise Line. (laughs) (laughs) This week we're going to be talking about some of the things that you might experience on your Disney Cruise Line that might make it a less than perfect vacation because the reality is Disney's not perfect. <gasps> I said it. I put it out there. <laughs> I said it. Disney's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. Things happen, right? So we're going to be getting into some of the things that you may experience because we believe that if you know about them ahead of time, then you know what to do when they happen. And then you can just get back to enjoying your fabulous cruise that much faster. So mm-hmm. And we're doing this because we really believe that at some point in the future, we're going to be able to cruise again. We hope, right? We better be able to cruise again. We We can't wait. It has to happen. Um, Anyway, all right. So how are you guys? I'm okay. I'm here. here. Same old, same old. I am injured, but you can't see it from there. How's your ankle? (laughs) My ankle is about twice the size of normal, and oh. it is um, very bruised. And Should I, you go get it x-rayed? Not, no, because it's much better today than it was yesterday. And then my other knee is skinned oh. because I fell. I'm just, I fell, guys. It's fine. Oh. It's fine. Um, it's just yeah, none, me being, of, none of us are winning any Grace Awards. No. So are, it's just me being clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> It's just me being clumsy and running my mouth and not paying attention is what it was. <laughs> anyway, I am uh, out of running commission for the next probably week, but it'll it'll clear up um, in the next yeah. couple of days because it's um, it's much better now than it was yesterday. So, yeah. no, no, my mom brain <laughs> says get it checked out, but all right. Um, I just Thank lost you. power in my house. Oh, there now it's back. Yeah. You- light dark light thank Ooh. goodness for a laptop and a um backup power source for the internet there you go, oh, there you go. Oh, and there you can see my lights now behind me if yeah yeah all your lights just went out <laughs> so if I cut out times on the podcast this yeah. week wow the <laughs> drama out, oh my goodness oh and she's back oh my goodness all right if you guys are watching this on youtube it's pretty funny to watch her lights <laughs> come on and off that's <laughs> all oh, right um we're having a heat wave here it's not fun. <laughs> it is almost 100 degrees outside. It is almost 100% humidity. And I- I'm not here for that. I'm yeah. just, yeah. I literally haven't left my house. I haven't even checked the mail <laughs> in like <laughs> days. Like I'm just not even, I'm not messing around with it. I'm not going out into it. I will stay in here where there is air conditioning. Thank you very much. So, no. Hopefully and I it breaks. Apologize if- some background noise is coming up now because now my printer has restarted. It's doing oh. the whole thing. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's always something. It's yeah. always something. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, I mean, hey, we were just talking about how, you know, not everything is perfect. Sometimes things happen <laughs> and it's what you do about them. And they're like, on cue. <laughs> the power company was like, oh, what? Oh, what's that? Let's yeah. just see. Yeah. Um, all right. So we do have a couple of pieces of Disney news for you guys this week. Um, the Wine and Dine Run Disney Half Marathon weekend is now a virtual event, which is 
fancy Disney speak for we've canceled the race, but if you want to race from home, go ahead. <laughs> they're offering, they are offering an option of refund or virtual. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, for anybody who doesn't know what a virtual race is, that's basically what it is, is you, they'll keep your fee and they'll just mail you a medal. A medal. Yeah. I don't, and, I don't even think you have to submit a time or anything for this. Nope. You just, yep. so nope. you just say you're doing it and you do it. You're basically well, buying the medal. That's yeah. cheating because I might as well just sign up for the virtual race. I mean, I think a then. lot of people, I think a lot of people do do the run you know I'll see yeah. I have a lot of friends who are runners um and I'll see them sort of like posting the sweaty selfie at the end or whatever you know so I think a lot of people do do it but I think a lot of people also just <laughs> collect right them well so for we I I have signed up for several virtual runs recently and we pretty much do the distance anyway on our training runs so right. we, you know we do, we take credit for it and then I had signed up for one in person on July 4th, but decided not to do it. And they said, if you want it virtual, we'll send you your shirt or whatever. So yeah. I just did that. Um, but I'm doing, like I said, I'm doing that race anyway, or that distance. If it was a half marathon, it's a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> to it's cover. Yeah. It's a little more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then also at Walt Disney World, they are continuing to crack down on the mask policy for guests. So um, initially it was no gators, no neck gators, no, uh, bandanas, um, that the mask had to secure under your chin and behind your ears. Um, they have advanced that even further to you now, um, even if you're eating or drinking, you can take the mask off if you're eating or drinking, but you can't also be moving. So you can't be walking along, sipping your drink with your mask hanging off, you have to be standing still. So if you're drinking or eating, you need to be stationary. Um, and then as soon as you start to move again, mask goes back on. Um, the other thing that they have enforced is no vents or mesh of any kind. There are certain types of facial masks that have vents on them for different purposes. Um, though none of those are allowed. So. And this will continue to evolve. <laughs> yeah, that's also that also goes for downtown Disney out here in California yep. as well. Yes. Yeah, and yep. make sure this is for people at home. Make sure it is covering your nose as well. Has yes. to be covering your nose and your mouth. Yes. So, yep. Otherwise, um, it's really no good at all. So there's no point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll see people all the time like pulling it down to talk or whatever. Like, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. <laughs> Stay yeah. up. I understand the instinct, but, you know, and it's hard. It is it is instinctual, you know, to feel like you're more clear or whatever, but you got, got to fight it. Yeah. <laughs> fight that instinct. So. Exactly. Um, all right. So coming up next, common issues that you may experience, not always, but sometimes on your Disney cruise. Let's get into it. I actually have a blog post about this. So what we, what we're, you're going to see us start doing is we're going to try to have podcasts that go with blog posts and vice versa. <laughs> so you might hear a podcast theme, you know, a podcast, and then it shows up on the blog, or you might, in this case, hear us do a podcast on something that we wrote a blog on a long time ago. Because um, people consume information in different ways. Some people like videos, some people like you know, audiobooks or podcasts, some people like to read it. So we're just trying to get you the information in whatever way works for you. <laughs> I don't know how that goes. 
Yeah. Um, plus, it's really helpful when we're like, uh, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> and then you just we go to the website and see what we've written. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if people have if you guys as listeners, if you have a topic you want us to talk about or you want us to blog about, please let us know. We would love yeah. to hear that. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> if you have ideas, suggestions or topics, help a girl out. That would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the number one issue on any cruise ship, by the way, most of these are, some of these are specific to Disney. A lot of them aren't. Right. The biggest one, let's just get it out of the way. Plumbing issues. Yeah. So when you're on a moving vessel that does not have a land place for it to go, <laughs> yeah, there's no sewer line. Yeah. Right. Um, there can just be issues and especially with a lot of people showering in the morning or showering after you get back on the ship at four or five o'clock, it just, things can happen. So, yeah. That's Although it tends to be more people using the toilets and not so much people using the showers. Yes. <laughs> you will hear warnings and see warnings all over the place about being careful what you flush down the toilet. Mm -hmm. This is not a suggestion. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not like, oh, maybe if you flush, you know, one thing wrong down. No, the way the systems work on cruise ships is that it's, it's sort of a row of staterooms that all kind of share the same flushing system. And so if you clog your toilet, you are more than likely clogging the entire <laughs> row of staterooms. And they're not going to be your friend after you do yeah, that. I would be happy now. They won't know necessarily which stateroom it was, but if they see the people going in and out <laughs> trying to fix it, you know, uh, yeah, you might not be very popular for a while. So this is a very common issue yeah. on cruises. Um, I've had it happen you know, I wasn't the culprit, but I've been the recipient, <laughs> you know, of plumbing issues. Um, and of course, it never happens like at a time that is convenient for you. It always happens at, you know, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know? um, so what's the number one thing you can do to prevent this from happening? Only flush what you should be flushing. Follow directions. <laughs> yes. Follow the rules. Toilet paper only people. Right. Um, no wipes, no feminine products, nothing. Toilet paper only. Don't be that guest. <laughs> um, if it happens, immediately call the front desk or housekeeping. There's a button on the phone. Um, call immediately. Don't wait until the next morning. Don't, you know, like you get up to, you know, everybody, you know, you have one of those little middle of the night, you know, you, you know, you just got to, you know, got to go potty, you know. And you think, oh, it's not that big a deal. I'll just wait until tomorrow morning. <laughs> Don't do that. Because again, it's not just affecting you. It's affecting the staterooms right. <laughs> all the way down the hall from you. Right. They may not appreciate it. <laughs> now, I, so I'll say that sometimes the toilet doesn't want to flush right away. This is not a problem. This is a wait three seconds and push the button again. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just like at home, you cannot flush twice in a row. Right. Just wait a few seconds, try again, and it should work. If it doesn't work, that's when you call. Yeah. 
I would just like to say that none of these issues have ever happened to me, like, ever. So <laughs> it's not as common as we're making it sound. Like, none of this it, has even remotely happened to me. You've been very lucky then, because it has happened. I've had it happen to me only one time, but I have seen it happen. Like, I have seen the people fixing this on almost every cruise I've ever been on. Literally never. And I've yeah. been on how many dozens of cruises? Never. I mean, not yeah. that would, but you're right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now your next one, just wait, your next one, you're going to notice those people. Maybe you never noticed them before. Maybe you didn't know what they were fixing. I don't just know. My next, in the hallway, didn't think as of, of this moment, You'll my know. next cruise is on a brand new cruise ship that will only have set sail about a month beforehand. So <laughs> I hope that there is not a, any of these issues. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. What's next? Dining times. Okay. So Disney Cruise Line, in case you don't know, Disney Cruise Line has two dining times. They have early and late. And you are assigned one, or in most cases, you can pick what you would like at time of booking. However, early dining, or they call it main dining, usually fills up first. Mm -hmm. And so if you book later or last minute, most of the time you're going to get assigned to late dining. Did I explain that well enough? Yeah. So what it is, is so main dining, if you're on main dining, you eat around six-ish. The time varies from ship to ship, but around six-ish. And you see the show after dinner. If you're on late dining, which is around eight-ish, again, it varies by ship, then you would see the show before dinner is how it works. Right. Um, So a lot of times, families with kids, kids, young kids, will want main dining. And so... And I kind of like main dining because I don't like to eat at 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. But, you know, it just depends. So if you do not get the time that you would like, the first thing that you need to do is call Disney Cruise Line or better yet, call your travel agent before you go and get waitlisted for that dining time that you would like. If If it is sale date and you still do not have that dining time that you would like, the first thing you need to do when you get on the ship is um, they usually have a specific dining times location, mm-hmm. not at guest not at guest services, but that will be on your personal navigator when you first get it. You go to that area and you ask them if they can accommodate you for the other dining time. It's not always going to work. It's not. But if you do it as soon as you can, you have a better chance of getting that done. Yeah. yeah. And inevitably it is people trying to go from late to main. It is almost never people going from main to late. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're on main dining and you don't want main dining, trust me, it's not a problem. (laughs) That's no problem. They'll be happy to accommodate that for you. Um, But it it does happen on occasion that they simply can't accommodate a move from late to main. Personally, I don't think late dining is the end of the world. Even if it's not your preferred dining time, Particularly if you have kids, um, you know, because typically it's it's people with kids, you know, that, you know, are shooting for that six o'clock. I can't tell you how many times I've been on main dining and gone to the show afterwards and seen kids sound asleep in the middle of the show, carried out crying because they were overtired. Like it, you know, if you see the show first, chances are your kids are going to enjoy the show a lot more. But then mm-hmm. Disney Cruise Line has an option where they can feed your kids right away. So if you have late dining, you sign up for this program in advance, 
They bring the kids' meals out, like, almost instantaneously. The kids eat, and then the kids eat, and then counselors come from the kids' clubs, collect all the kids, and bring them back to the club so that the adults can finish their meal in peace. (laughs) Which is is very lovely, really. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I will say that I normally eat early anyway, usually around 5.30 or 6 in my real life. Just Mm -hmm. for medical reasons, I have to have my blood sugar level. Um, But on a cruise, I prefer late dining for two reasons. One, because you can't ever go hungry on a cruise. There's food everywhere. So usually by 5.15, I'm still full from whatever I was snacking up on up at the pool deck. Um, And then in a really port intensive itinerary, like if you're in the Mediterranean or Alaska um, or Europe, somewhere where they're so much to see and do and you're probably not getting back to the ship until late I don't want to have to rush quick throw on a dress or something and run to dinner I'd prefer to be able to whether it's shower take some time maybe take a nap before I have to get to dinner so yeah main dining isn't that bad um and then also as an alternative if you can't get your your dining switched you can always go to the buffet no reservations needed any time between set hours and you can eat whenever you want yeah. Right. And there's and there's room service, 24 hour room service, of course, is always an option, as are all of the um, things at the pool deck. So they have the right. pizza and the sandwiches and the burgers and the fries. If you are hungry on a Disney cruise, I don't even know what to tell. Like, there's just no <laughs> If you're excuse. hungry on any cruise, you're doing something wrong. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have gone very, very wrong somewhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, if the worst thing that happens to you on your cruise is that you wind up with late dining, you're still fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. To me, the much more serious thing about possibly missing out on, and there's actually a much higher chance of this happening, is if you can't get Apollo or a Remy reservation for your cruise. That is devastating. That is legit devastating. (laughs) And that does happen, particularly if you book last minute, as we tend to do. Yeah. Especially for brunch. Yes. Apollo. Yeah. Yep. Um, So, Heather, why don't you talk about Apollo a little bit, why it's difficult to get a reservation. Well, Palo is the adults-only restaurant on all of the ships, um, and it's hard to get a reservation because it's a small dining room. It's the size of maybe a standard restaurant in your town. It's not a massive main dining room. So depending on the ship you're on, you may have 2,400 or 4,000 people who want to eat at this restaurant and you only have X amount of days to get in your reservation. So there's a finite number of tables available and the way Disney Cruise Line works their reservations for things like spa treatments, Palo, shore excursions, the more you sail with them, the higher up you are in their loyalty program. And so, you know, people who are platinum members can book their shore excursions and their Palo reservations before somebody who's never cruised with Disney Cruise Line. It's one of their perks. Um, so it pays to be loyal to Disney. So, um, especially if you're on a three-night sailing, those Platinum and Gold Castaway Club members may book up all of the Palo dinner or brunch reservations. Um, And brunch obviously wouldn't be on a three-night cruise because it only happens during sea days. But if you only have one or two sea days, that limits brunch even more. So it's super hard to get a reservation there if you're waiting until the last minute. This is where it pays to be a planner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If you book nothing else in advance and you plan to eat to dine at Palo and you should <laughs> if you listen to this podcast you know you should be yeah. eating at Palo uh, yes if you are making a, if you were going on your first Disney cruise and not planning on dining at Palo shame shame <laughs> on you shame we but taught you that, better 
Fear not, though, because if you are not lucky enough to get a reservation ahead of time, Disney Cruise Line does hold back some reservations for both brunch and dinner. So um, on your embarkation day, while you're waiting in the terminal, whether you get a physical navigator or you're on the navigator app on your phone, they will list a destination and a time that you can go and speak to the Apollo team um, and try to go ahead and make your reservation. And when I say that should be the first thing you do, I'm not lying. Do not go to the buffet. Do not go yeah. check out the kids club. Do not try to see where your stateroom is. Go immediately to that location mm -hmm. and go ahead and get your reservations made. I've been successful maybe three or four times being able to get something. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, flexibility. If it's not your first choice, but you can do it the next day, so be it. Take it. Yeah. Take, take whatever exactly. they give you. Charlotte and I have tried, I think on our last two cruises, um, to get brunch reservations and we were unsuccessful. Right. <laughs> Even and the on first the first time with the first time we, they could have accommodated us at a certain time, but we were unavailable due to the nature of that cruise. Right. It was, we had to take a class and that's, we, that's fine. Working. That's why we, yeah. that's why we had to be there. But on the next one, we were wide open and we thought that we for sure would have a cancellation because the seas were so rough. Yep. Didn't. Nope. We didn't get it. <laughs> no. Hey, I told you the one and only time that I was seasick is I had a Palo brunch. I just did not cancel that. Still uh -huh. went. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is a lovely segue to our next common issue on You're a Disney cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Bad weather. So Bad weather is just a reality. <laughs> um, what your chances are of encountering bad weather have a lot to do with where you're sailing out of. Um, so, you know, Alaska, not particularly hurricane prone. The Caribbean, depending on the time of year, very hurricane prone, you know. So it, it, your, your mileage may vary. Um, but anybody can run into a rainstorm, rough seas, high winds, or unseasonable temperatures in either direction. Um, this is just a fact of living on planet Earth. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And so I get this question a lot about um, hurricane season. You know, should we mm -hmm. cruise through hurricane season? And this is how the weather, they will do the best that they can to go around whatever storm system there is. Whether it is a really bad rainstorm or a hurricane, obviously if it's a hurricane, they're not gonna sail through it. <laughs> but yeah. if it's a you know, if it's a rainstorm, they're gonna they're gonna sail through it. It probably won't last that long. So it may rain for an hour or two and then it's done raining because they're going through it. Or it yeah. could rain the entire time and there's nothing they can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I always say to clients is if you're willing to go to Walt Disney World between June 1st and December 1st, then there's no reason why you wouldn't go on a cruise because right. they can't pick Walt Disney World up and move it, but they can move your cruise ship. Now, yeah. you might not wind up on the itinerary that you had originally scheduled, or certainly your cruise might be canceled. But Walt Disney World has closed because of hurricanes before. They're not immune to hurricanes, you know, right. as we've seen, especially over the last few years. Um, we've like had a couple of back-to-back years. Yeah, I like to tell people that the safest place you can be, if you're going to go on vacation, the safest place you can be is on a cruise because it can move. Um, yeah. And 
you know, cruise lines don't want their ships sitting in port in the middle of a hurricane. Um, (laughs) Again, I'm going to throw it out there to the one and only time I got seasick. There was a uh, tropical storm that came through Orlando. Um, I happened to be at Disney World the day before the cruise doing Food and Wine Festival, and I've never seen rain like this in my life, ever. And I lived in Orlando. I The amount of of liquid that rained from that sea, (laughs) it was it was just awful. Um, and then we went to the cruise port the next day, got on the ship, you know, the, the sail away party had to be moved inside. Um, and we were in port with three other ships. One ship went out ahead of us. We went out, I think they took off three hours early because they needed to get out of port so they can get out to sea and move that ship out of port. So it would be safe. Um, so I, I, and then, carnival cruise line i remember this distinctly oh no i'm sorry i'm saying this wrong they held us back by four hours instead of getting us out to sea because they found a window that they can get through this carnival chose to go through that and anybody who's been on a cruise can picture this in their head the little channel at port canaveral um they chose to go leave at normal time so they were leaving at 5 p.m they ran aground um there were like 10 (laughs) injuries that people had to be flown off of the ship um they there were so many i remember seeing pictures of like things that went crashing in there because it was it was so dangerous um and so their thought was we're going to get out of port as quickly as we can disney and celebrity that were in the port looked at the the weather map and they're like you know 9 p.m is when we're going to be able to get out of here safely so we sat and we just rocked in port i mean there was like plates crashing everything but we left and we were perfectly safe um and we missed the the heaviest part of the hurricane so they don't want you sitting in port it's pretty safe to be on a ship when those storms come through yeah 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 they and again one thing we should be really clear about when you and not a lot of people know this but when you book a cruise your itinerary is not guaranteed. Right. No. <laughs> they will do their best to get you to the ports that are scheduled. They're not guaranteeing that you're going to those ports. No, nope. it um, is in the terms and conditions of yep. what you're signing with them. Yep. Read that fine print. <laughs> well, yep. even on days that have nothing to do with a tropical storm or a hurricane, it's just like a super windy day in January. Sometimes they can't dock at Castaway Key. Yep. So there's just nothing that can be done. It's nature. Yep, yep, exactly. And that's another common one. Um, so I would say, I think I read somewhere that, uh, you know, this is not an official statistic, but I remember being told by a crew member that in certain months of the year, typically in the winter months, when it's very windy, that maybe one out of three times they try to dock at Castaway Key, it doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> um, because of Because of the high winds. So... We love Castaway Key. It's my favorite place on earth. To me, it is the best part of a Disney cruise, but it may not happen. This is oftentimes where you will see on a longer cruise, there is typically a day at sea after Castaway Key. If Disney Cruise Line, if cast, if nobody's coming to Castaway Key the next day, they'll try, the, they may try again, depending on the schedule and the timing and where they have to be and when. Uh, you know, on a longer cruise, they might have the flexibility to try to dock at Castaway Key a second time. So chalk another one up for longer cruises. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So but it's still, but it's not a guarantee no matter what. That's, that's it's the not a guarantee no matter what. Okay. Yes. And mm-hmm. you can have bad weather, you know, so, okay. Hurricane season is officially June 1st through December 1st. Typically we think of hurricane season as being in the fall, but as you can see, it's January or <laughs> January. I wish it's July, mm-hmm. you know, 20, whatever right now. And we're already on our eighth name storm of the year. So hurricane season really does start early in the year. If you want to avoid hurricanes completely, go in the other half of the year, but there's still, there's still weather things that can occur no matter what. So, well, like we were just saying how much we love Castaway Key and it's our favorite place. Cause it's freaking amazing. My mom, the one and only time I took her on a Disney cruise, uh, we docked at Castaway Key and she hated it. She, because it was so windy. We went over, um, over New Year's Eve. And so, you know, January, yep. what, Whatever day in January felt our castaway key day fell on, we went to Serenity Bay, which is the adults only beach. And here I am in a lounge chair and a sweatshirt and I'm just enjoying life. She's like, it's so windy out here. I can't be out here. And it, it was, it was very windy. And so if you ask my mom to this day, she will tell you she did not like Castaway Key because to her, the only time she's ever been there, it was windy. She couldn't enjoy anything. And so she spent the whole day on the ship. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know. It's, it it's weather. It happens. It happens. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So when you have bad weather, another thing that often occurs, and Heather mentioned it, is seasickness. This is a big one. I get this question all the time with first-time cruisers. We all do. Well, what about, am I going to be seasick? Am I going to be, how do I prevent mm-hmm. seasick? You know. Maybe. You don't know until you get maybe. there. Yeah, the answer is maybe. <laughs> the best advice it, we are not doctors. <laughs> so this should not be construed as medical advice. Consult your physician. Do what works for you. Don't take any medications that are contraindicated by conditions that you have or met, you know, blah, 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 blah. Covering ourselves. Nobody's giving you medical advice here. <laughs> Preventing seasickness is much easier than curing seasickness. Yes. <laughs> so so typically not weather related seasickness is going to occur on your first or second day because especially if you're on one of those short cruises that are going to the bahamas they leave port canaveral or possibly miami but most of the time port canaveral and they are booking it to nassau (laughs) Um, it's a race (laughs) yeah so they are going fast and that is the most movement typically you will see so if you can get past that first day you should be pretty good to go again not weather withstanding you should be pretty good to go um so the best way if you start to feel a little bit lightheaded sit down sit down for half an hour try again that don't drink too much alcohol (laughs) the you know that that type of thing on a cruise just sit down and be smart about it and then move again in a little bit and you might be just fine you know it, it just could be the motion of it, like driving over a mountain or something like that. Once once you get a little bit ways into it, you're okay. Yeah. I find it's also really helpful. Um, again, this is why I always have a balcony stateroom, but get outside. If you don't have a balcony, mm-hmm. fresh get air. up on deck, fresh air, Absolutely. stare at that horizon. Even if the horizon is moving, it's the same yep. thing as when you ride uh, Mission Space. Don't close your eyes because you're going to feel the movement more. Just be awake, look at the horizon, and breathe some fresh air. Um, I find that helps a lot. And then 
come prepared also. So before my first cruise, years and years ago, I didn't know if I was going to get seasick. So I had the C-bands. I know people like the patches behind their ears. You know, if your doctor clears you to bring Dramamine, Bonine, whatever, bring it all. And then yeah. if you're prepared, you're good to go. I had my little C-bands on. Uh, you know, here I am in Barcelona, Spain. I'm about to board the ship. I'm rocking my little wool gray C-bands, which I still have. And I bring just <laughs> in case. Are fantastic. And I was like, what? I don't know. So I'm going to wear them yeah. for the first two days. And of course, I didn't get seasick, but I was prepared just in case. Yeah. But maybe you didn't get seasick because you were wearing the C-bands. Could be. I don't because wear C-bands anymore, what, though. So <laughs> whatever method you are going to use you have to start it while you are still on dry land. Yeah. That is the key. So if you're wearing the C-bands, put them on before you board the ship. If you're taking boning, which is non-drowsy Dramamine, otherwise known as Dramamine 2, otherwise known as Meclizine, if you're taking that, it's an over-the-counter medication, start it 24 hours before you get on the ship so that it has time to be in your system and take effect. Again, consult your doctor, do whatever you think is best for you. The scopolamine patch is a prescription. You would need to visit a physician for that. Again, you got to put it on 24 hours before you start. If it's going to work, it has to be in place before you sail. Right. There are things that can make you feel better once you've gotten seasick. Ginger, you know, flavored things, ginger ale, fresh air, staring at the horizon. There's a bunch of different tricks. Talk to the crew members. They know them all. <laughs> you know. There's also a medical center on board. So mm -hmm. this is true of whether you're seasick or anything else. That's next on the list. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, consult the medical center. That's what they're there for. Yes. Yep. Yep. And the medical center typically has um, boning in a little envelope right outside the door. So you don't even have to go inside the medical center. <laughs> it usually got some for free right Literally, outside the door. a little dispenser. Yep. little yeah. dispenser right outside the door. Go get yourself some. <laughs> But again, it does work best if you've already started. It works best if you started it ahead of time. So yeah. yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned the medical center because that's next. Because there are other reasons people might be sick on a cruise ship. Yeah. Been there, done mm -hmm. that. Right. There is basically a small hospital <laughs> on your ship. God willing, you will never have to see it. Mm. I have seen it. <laughs> um, yeah. I have seen and it. I mean, in your case, you have a food allergy right. and this is, the, I'm sure this is the case for a lot of people have an allergy. You got to deal with it, you know? Yep. So that's why they have medical center. Yes. Um, but I also have, I have clients that have had very serious medical issues, um, on board. Um, they can handle almost anything. They can't do surgery on board but they can do almost anything up to surgery on board. So um, if you have an allergic reaction, if you have a severe case of, if you've got the flu, if you've got, in particular, if you have GI symptoms, you need to call the medical center. Even if you think it's, you know, just seasickness or whatever, like severe GI symptoms require a call to the medical center because God forbid that you do have something contagious, those things can spread like wildfire. We have all seen the headlines about cruise ships that have had what's known as norovirus mm -hmm. on board. That is the reality of cruising. And we've seen it during the pandemic that, you know, COVID-19 has spread quickly. It is the nature of cruise ships. Now, the cruise industry is doing everything human possible to 
mitigate that right now to change the way that they do things, to change the way that people move about the ship to minimize that. And I'm really going to be so interested to see the effects of this, because I really think, I think it's not going to only help prevent COVID, but I also think it's going to be really helpful for norovirus type illnesses on board cruise Mm -hmm. ships. So I have to admit, I'm a little bit of a geek. Like I'm dying to know what some of the new processes are going to be on board (laughs) ships. Like I want to see it. I will be among the first people. Like once they start sailing again, I guarantee you I'll be on one of the first cruises I possibly can. (laughs) 100%. 100%. Because I feel like even though viruses spread fast there, they're also one of the cleanest environments you can be in. There's always somebody scrubbing something down. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. Um, Also, the one and only time I had gotten like a virus like that is at Disney World. So it can happen anywhere. So, you know, whatever. You... um, So... Our, our friend Billy has a statistic of it, and you're like three times more likely to catch norovirus on land than you are on a cruise. Mm-hmm. But you hear about it on the cruises so much. Right. So, right. Um, wash. This is why we wash our hands, whether we're on a cruise or wherever. But um, so that. But yes, visit the medical center for anything like that at all, and please, because that's the way that you're going to prevent it from spreading to others. You don't want to be responsible for 4,000 people being sick. Right. Because remember those headlines. It's your fault. Your fault. You don't want it. Don't be the plague monkey. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I I do also want to mention that the medical center can can handle small things too. And on Castaway Key and any place at Walt Disney World, um, they have first aid. Just basic first aid. Yep. Uh, we visited Casway Key for a Band-Aid. They also have like Tylenol, Advil, that type of thing in the medical center. It doesn't have to be a serious doctor-related injury. If you just need something yep. like that, they're absolutely call them or go down there. Usually they're on like deck one or two. It's well marked on the map. Yep. Um, and important and, thing to keep in mind is that these charges may not be, there may be a charge for their services. Mm-hmm. And your health insurance a lot of health insurances in the U.S. right now are only covering medical care in the U.S. So services right. at sea, services in ports may not be covered. This is another argument. We've made this argument before. It's another really good argument for having trip insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can't recommend trip insurance enough. So um, while certain basic things, you know, if you go down for seasickness and they hand you some boning, typically there wouldn't be a charge for that. But there may be a charge for, you know, more significant services. Exactly. So Exactly. Keep that in mind. Don't be surprised by your bill <laughs> at the end of the cruise. Plan for it. Have the trip insurance, people. Right. Right. Really the cool. uh, when I have been to first aid at Castaway Key, they are so nice in there. And yeah. we went in just for just for band aid. It was not a big deal. Um, my daughter had a blister, but all I asked for was a band aid. But it's a registered nurse that is in there. She cleaned it out. She did everything she could to make her comfortable. And instead of just handing us a Band-Aid and there was no yeah. charge, it was, it was a five to 10 minute visit and it was a very pleasant experience. Yeah. Um, I like yeah. to go in there. Plus, plus it was air conditioned and it was really hot. So you know, <laughs> I didn't mind it at all, but it was, you know, it's like they're, they're happy to see you, but they also wish that nobody needs to visit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was extremely thrilled with the treatment that I received. Um, they were wonderful and I was well taken care of. I did wind up in quarantine for 48 hours. That is a reality. <laughs> you know. Another another reason to have the uh 
the balcony rooms because at least then you can go sit on your balcony and listen to the waves. It was one of the only times I've ever had an inside stateroom and I have never had one since. And that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, All right. And so last but not least, Sharla had mentioned this actually because I did not include this one in my blog post, but now I'm going to go back and add it. Um, So Sharla, why don't you tell us about the one that you added to the list? So you may not be a control. Well, even if you pick your stateroom on the last cruise, Sarah and I went on, we did not pick our stateroom. We picked what's called a guarantee, which we have plenty of information about that. But we were assigned a stateroom at the very back of the ship, which isn't typically a bad thing. And it's again, this can happen in any stateroom, wherever you are on the ship. But there was some sort of rattle. (laughs) We could not figure out exactly what it was now i've stayed you know i've stayed in aft state rooms and there wasn't a rattle so again it was just this particular one i we have no idea what it was we tried putting pillows up we tried yeah. like all this stuff where is this coming from was yeah. it the hangers no no, oh, no. The hangers. Oh, that was the first I, thing you did because i feel like that's hangers. what people never realize the hangers yeah. in the closet um, make a lot no, of no, like, the, those hangers were tied <laughs> yeah i like to bring a pipe cleaner to hang the to tie the hangers together Yep. It was not the hangers. It was coming from more of the balcony side than the closet side. Yeah. Again, we have no idea what it was, but Never it rattled happened. all night. Yep. So this is And the room squeaked. That, yeah. Our, yeah. The room just, is squeaky. <laughs> so while you we guys have, have had really bad luck. <laughs> I mean, but even even with that though, I, I would still stay in that stateroom again. Like if that's the yeah. stateroom I wound up with on the next cruise, like that would be like I'd deal with it. <laughs> that's fine. You so, know. Typically, we've had an answer for all of these things that we have mentioned. (laughs) This one, I don't really have an answer for. There are a couple of things you could do, such as you can um, speak to the maintenance team, such as you would if if there was a a plumbing issue, call guest services. If there's another room they can move you to, they'll try. But a lot of times ships are sold out and they can't and there's nothing they can do about it. So we didn't we did not end up calling. We we probably could have, and they may or may not have been able to fix it. But it was it was minor in the scheme of things. Yeah. Now, if there was, but if there is something that is wrong with your stateroom, you need to tell somebody. Um, if if it was something like falling off the wall or something like that, absolutely we would have called. Yeah. But this was yeah. just a minor nuisance, um, and I don't. I honestly don't know that there's anything they could have been. That could have been done about it. No, other than moving us to another stateroom. And so I will say that I I have noticed that when we stay in aft staterooms, they do tend to be a little noisier in my experience than the other staterooms. Your mileage may vary and people have different tolerance levels for those types of things, you know, so... Something to keep in mind. Though. Yeah. I, I stayed in a forward stateroom one time, not on Disney. Um, and it was uh, the windows sloped down. And mm-hmm. it was a pretty cool room. But it happened to be that there was fog that night. And all I heard all night long was that foghorn. You know, every every <laughs> few So nothing that could have been done about that. Yeah. Yeah. So these are just some of the things I mean, to be just aware bring of. Earplugs. That's yeah. That's something that you should do. Just bring so that's earplugs. the solution. Bring earplugs. Um, bring earplugs. Bring pipe cleaners. Charlotte mentioned pipe cleaners. One of us always has pipe cleaners with us, and we use them for a variety of things. But tying the hangers together it, to keep them from 
sliding and banging up against each other is a big one. Um, if you normally like it to be very dark in your room, um, you know, consider a sleeping mask. Consider, you know, these are things, yeah, Heather's got the whole thing going. <laughs> you know? So these are just the things that you want to think about ahead of time so that if they happen, you're prepared for it. Right. And I think sometimes knowing that this could happen, like if you if you have no idea that that's even a possibility and then it happens to you, it feels like a big deal. If you've been warned about it ahead of time, though, and then it happens, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. I got Charlotte, Heather and Sarah said this might happen. And now I know what to do. Exactly. And you get back to your vacation that much faster. So, yeah, none of these things that have ever happened on a trip have ruined my vacation ever because I even mean, the I quarantine. Have, even getting sick in the quarantine, even that didn't ruin. Yeah, <laughs> I have just had a, I just have have an attitude as, I mean, look at me. I get to be on vacation. This is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If you're on a Disney cruise, you're already having a pretty gosh darn good day. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Don't let these things become the thing that, you know, quote unquote, ruins your vacation. So, all right. Well, that does it. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, thank you, as always, to our Patreons. We have our Patreon Extra coming up next. Um, and what are we going to talk about? It's a surprise. Do we have more pop culture stuff to talk about? Does anybody have a new TV show? Yes, we all have a no, new TV we show. We all have a new TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I know you did because I got you all hooked up. Yes, yes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about yeah, it. I told my friend about it yesterday, and I was like, "You have to watch this. This is I've, amazing." I've, everybody I know has gotten hooked on it. Like they're like, everybody sends me the exact same text message that you all did. Oh my god, I'm five minutes in, and this is everything. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. So we will be talking about that. So that is coming up on our Patreon extra. We will be back next week. Um, we are always looking for topic suggestions, um, listener Q&A. If you want to have your answer, your question answered by us on the podcast, you can email us at info at disneyparkprincess.com. Include, you know, listener Q&A sort of in the subject line or in the body of the email so that we know that you're specifically asking us to answer it on the podcast and it's not just a private question to us. Um, and that's it. Stay well. Wear a mask. <laughs> Over your nose. <laughs> over your notes <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you guys next week bye guys bye, -bye.